Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody out there. It is Lisa here, and I am your host, as always, to Buddhist Biohacker Podcast. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Please don't forget to click subscribe. If you are not already subscribed to Buddhist Biohacker, it's highly sus that I've had zero new subscribers in 2021. So I'm starting to wonder <laughs> from shadow band. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and thank you to everybody who's listening later on the replay, either here on YouTube or on audio. We are on 10 different audio platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. So welcome in. And I'm really excited. We're in episode 227, if you guys can believe it, of Buddhist Biohacker. And we are joined with special guest, Carolyn Ventress. Welcome. Hi. Hi. So excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. And Carolyn and I have a very special connection because we both communicate with galactic spiders. And so we thought we would talk about this live on the air. So hi to everybody who's joining. And um, I'm pretty excited about this, Carolyn. Yes, yes, I am too. And I, what was so fascinating for me is I didn't even realize it was a thing until I met you in Colorado about two months ago. So it was just like, kind of a whirlwind for me. I was like, oh, this is like an actual an actual thing that happens. And I was just like, oh yeah, she's, you know, nine foot tall spider. She's about eight feet wide. It's whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing is when we're going to talk about galactic spiders today, so we're going to talk all about it. However, no one's talking about it. And when I went to research about it, there was no information. So when I, when I met you and you were talking about your spider too, I was like, oh crap, like somebody else has a spider because they're a real thing. And I think they're a real species out on the planets and I'm just not yeah. hearing anyone talk about it. So before we dive in, everybody who's listening on the live chat, hello, and please share how you're feeling this week. I always love hearing how the energy is out there in the audience. And if you're listening later, please write on the comments. I respond to every single comment um, on my channel when I can. So please, please, please do. And if you have galactic spiders that you work with, I think Carolyn and I would like to hear that because I think we're going to start a yes. little galactic spider club group or something um, in a Jada Casa for everybody who has them. So where do we even start with galactic spiders? I feel like, do you want to tell about, let, why don't we tell how we met our spiders? So why don't you start with your spider, who your spider is and, and what they're about and how you met them and all that? Yeah. So this, the being that I connect with, her name is Illyria and she, I was lured. I'm going to use the word lured because I did not go under the impression that I was going to meet her um, to see her when I was about six and a half or seven years old. And it was really interesting for me. I was suffering from night terrors at the time. And I thought it was another nightmare that my mind had cooked up until it was like a reoccurring thing that I'd had in my whole childhood. And it wasn't until about last year after I had done my spiritual work and I'd opened up all my channels and everything that she actually came through and I channeled some automatic messages from her and some things like that. And she was like, no, this is real. I am real. This is tangible. And we're supposed to be working together. I was just blown away. I was like, I don't like, I've never liked spiders. I've been very afraid of spiders. I was like, I don't know why you would choose to like come work with me because that made no sense in my brain. Um, but she has taught me all about working with both aspects of myself. I have been very afraid of my own power for a long time. And that's something that 
I have struggled with. And she has basically broken down all of those barriers since she's come into my life. And I've started actively working with her. So she, for me, is all about working with my darkness and integrating. And when I do healings and when I work on people or anything, she is always the one who is bringing in um, and helping me understand that no matter what situation that they're in, there is no judgment. Um, and that's been something super fascinating for me that I've learned from her to have no judgment for myself and then no judgment for other people. So it's, I, I just love her and I love this connection and I'm so thankful. I am so thankful that she's in my life. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I love it so much. So my spider is artist. Um, so I have a boy spider <laughs> and artist is from Arrhenius and how I met, I just met him recently. So I just met him this year. And um, I would say where we differ, Carolyn, is I love spiders. I can't say that a spider won't scare me if it shows up someplace unexpectedly or whatever. But yeah. um, I always felt a kinship with spiders and I liked having them around and I felt like it was good if they were around. So I had this like positive, like if they're around that I'm doing something right, like it's a blessing and they're all about creativity. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But, um, so anyways, this year I was in my bathtub, like, and, and when I get my salt baths, I think I've talked about this a hundred times on the show, but when I get my salt baths, um, I do a lot of my channeling and meditation and just mm -hmm. kind of go into a zone. And, and as we know, water is an awesome conduit. So when you are in the water, it's like extra special, sensory perception in there. Um, and I, I looked up and there was this gigantic woolly spider standing over me. I mean, it was like this gigantic spider, like huge head, you know, yes. looking at me, but it was really fuzzy and cute. I wasn't scared. I was like, what is going on with this giant spider? Like what is happening? And I just felt like this, almost like this, like even how I feel right now, like they just, he just makes me smile. Like, what is this yeah. about? Like this sweet spider. And it's this huge spider, like standing over me in my bathtub. And so then over the last few months, I've gotten to know him and to better understand him. And, um, you know, I've talked about this before, but the sacred council is a, a diplomatic council in the Pleiades that helps essentially bring aggressive species um, mm -hmm. into the fold with other species. So um, spiders are an aggressive species in the galactics um, and they have taken over certain planets and things. But as always, there are benevolent beings in every species. And um, so artist is one of the benevolent spiders that I was working with um, when I was on this council or as I am on it. Who know, I mean, it all happens yeah. once, no time, whatever. So that was how I met artists and, and he is very sweet and fluffy and fuzzy. And it's funny because when Cauldron's a tuxedo cat and she's black, but when she's in the sun, she's very brown. And when she's in the sun, it's like, that's exactly what the fur is on artists. So he's very furry. So I want to talk about that because yours is different. So mine's like this furry wooly, not like a tarantula, but like that, but like a furry wooly dark colored spider. Now what's yours look like? Mine, so Illyria is really interesting. So she now, now that we're both comfortable with each other, 
Um, she appears as like this, she's got no fur, but she's like very spindly and her body is very round and very plump, but it's like this purpley leather like color, mm -hmm. but it's got this like metallic sheen to it. That's very interesting, but she still looks and feels very organic, um, which I find fascinating. It's almost like someone like constructed like a metal construct of like, say like a black widow or something. Mm -hmm. And then just like spray painted her like this metallic purple color <laughs> mm -hmm. but she is like when you go up and when she comes into my um energy or even when i like work with her and i've gone up and hugged her a couple of times she feels very much alive and very much like flesh so that's always been really interesting to me trying to explain to people what she looks like in her coloring um but yeah it's just she's amazing <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. Well, yeah. Artists is too. And I love all these comments. We have all these comments. So what, what we do know, we're going to get into what we know about galactic spiders, but they are a species and, and they do exist in the galactics. And I did find an interview with some information about galactic spiders in which they shared that because they're aggressive and have taken over other planets and species and things like that. Um, it's part of why we as human beings are afraid of spiders, even though they're tiny for the most part and can't yeah. really do anything to us. Um, we have some, some of us have this like inherent fear and that comes from, you know, our experiences with them. So for me, I've never been afraid of them and I, I love them. And, and now that I've met artists, I understand why, because I had a relationship with a spider that was very positive and, and I wasn't afraid of that. Um, but I love this. So, um, we have all sorts of stuff going on here. So let's see. So Gina, 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 whoever you are, I love that you're Gina three times. <laughs> says, OMG, Carolyn, I had night terrors when I was little, and it was always because of these giant spiders coming at me. But then they have stopped and not returned. That's interesting. And she also says hers were furry in her night terrors. So shame on artists' species. <laughs> Um, no shame. No shame. I know, right? I know. And uh, Claire, we love you. She said she doesn't know anything about galactic spiders. She's excited to learn, but she does have earthly spiders around her a lot and uses spider magic in my practice. And we're going to talk about, you know, spider magic and symbolism for sure. So I love all of these. And I also have a friend who's writing me um, that galactic spiders are actually in the book, Bringers of the Dawn. So that's kind of cool too. So yeah. So, you know, they are out there. The mm -hmm. information is sort of out there, but it seems like it's, it's very muted. Google. Yeah. It wasn't in a Google search. I can tell you that much. I did not yeah. do anything in my Google search. So um, anyways, so when, when, before we talk about where they, we think they come from or all of that, like what, um, what do, would you say your spider, like what's her mission or job or what do you think you're connected with her for or, so Illyria and I are very interesting. Um, I have worked with her family, her clan a lot. Um, and I've had lots of interaction with them over many lifetimes, some of them not so great. And then others of them that have been really, really uh, heartwarming and very loving. And when I connected with her probably about a month ago and I had asked more about like her species, she made it very clear that she doesn't speak for her species, but she speaks for her like quote unquote clan, which I thought was interesting how she kind of broke it down like that. And um, she is very much a family, I guess, in a weird sense of the word, kind of oriented. She, her mission she feels is to 
help um, not necessarily alleviate some of the fear, but to help clear up um, some of the actions behind the trauma that's left behind in regards to her species. So for her clan, it was really interesting when I tapped into them. They were not apologetic for what um, you had heard, them going over and taking over planets and and having this kind of energy. It's just who they were and it's who is part of their past. What she's focused on now is helping people understand vibrations and how to help transform that trauma and to not like give pieces of yourself away or not to disregard your trauma and not think that that makes you any weaker or any less strong. So it's been really interesting for me to work with her and how she's in some cases had to literally kind of throw me in the deep end um, in regards to get me to understand that there is no judgment for any experiences that anyone has gone through or that anyone has committed and that it's it's all okay and it's all an experience and everything can be changed because it's all vibration. So it's been really interesting for me to to watch to watch as she kind of goes and 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 does this. Oh, and I got this thing just went across your screen. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Mark, somebody put the timestamp in the comments. That was so cool. I like went behind you. It wasn't the smoke. It was like this whole other thing. Anyway, sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's, I'm glad. One time stamp that. Okay, I'm cool. glad they're here. But it's been so lovely for me. And every time I get to I get to see her and I get to work with her, it is breathtaking and it's fascinating. Um, and I got to introduce her to my parents the last time we went down and visited. And I I got told that they actually heard a disembodied voice over their house. It woke my dad up. My dad is not a believer in any of this at all. And he woke my mom up and was like, did you hear that? And it was like this kind of guttural, like deep, kind of raspy voice. And my mom heard it. And she asked me the next day, she's like, you know anyone that this could be? <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting. And when I had tapped into it, it was another spider that I had met through my workplace. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, it was just... It was just Alifram. He came to say hello, you know, and just kind of be with you. And it was so interesting for me and how they how they just come in and they're just so lovely. And they have no fear when like you or me, someone who's comfortable with them and like people that we meet, people we're close to, people we love, they just want to like express that. And so that's been another really cool thing for me and just been really fascinating. So I I love working with them. I've still not gotten over my physical fear, but I love working with them still. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. And we've, I mean, these comments, you guys are awesome. So first off, Tracy, I love my two spider nerds. Yes, we are spider nerds. And I think this is just the beginning of something. Like I'm really into this galactic spider thing. And Mary says, my daughter changed her birth name two years ago to Arrhenius, which is so crazy cool because there's like another connection. Um, and uh, you know, Trace, uh, let's see, Tanya says, I love that Carolyn has been able to work through and now be comfortable with spiders. And Mary's saying, I love hearing you share about your spiders. So yeah, spiders are awesome. And yeah, you're right. Spooky spiders hope it is Halloween. So it's an ideal <laughs> time for us to talk about this. So I want to get into, because what you were saying about, you know, the, the, um, benevolence and the love from the spider and not judging. And I think that is 
that is really important because I think that that is really part of my mission and part of the mission of the Sacred Council of Light and and therefore part of all of our mission, right? Anyone who's watching this, anyone who's yeah. connected to my energy or to your energy or to the work of the spiders or anything is that even in aggressive species, there are benevolent beings mm -hmm. that love and, and that want to be loved. It, you, just like in humans, you know, in human beings, like there's good ones and there's bad ones, right? <laughs> like it's the same yeah. everywhere. And so I think that's really important that we get that message across today to all of you guys who are watching, which is, you know, even something that can seem scary um, and dark, you know, shadow energy and the spiders, right, can actually be really loving and beautiful as well. And, you know, I shared my blog post about spiders the other day because I had written, I used to write like a theme for the next year and it was always an animal totem. I don't know why I stopped doing that. Maybe I'll do it again this year, but I used to always do it. And for my theme for 2010, which was 11 years ago, um, was spiders. And I had written this whole blog article about spiders and everything. But this actually came from a deeper writing um, in my study of spiders, just like you're talking about. Because what happened to me was I saw my great-grandmother Viola, I think, just one time in life. And mm -hmm. it was at her farm in Salem, Oregon. And I ran through a gigantic spider web. I was probably, I don't know, eight, seven, eight, something like that. And I was really scared when I ran through that spider web because it's icky, right? It's yeah. icky. You get webs all over you. And I was scared I had a spider crawling on me. And my great-grandmother told me that spiders are incredibly magical and that they're a gift. And I remember that. And that's part of why I've loved spiders. So I've been exploring. I was exploring a lot about spiders in 2009. This is before I knew artists existed. Um, and so in that, I started writing about spiders. So in my new book that I'm working on right now, I actually was writing about spiders in the way that this blog post. So I actually just put this all together myself this week that I was like, oh, but the important part is in, in all of this writing, there were kind of two spiders I was comparing, which is Shelob. So those of you who are Lord of the Rings nerds like me. Definitely makes me a nerd if you didn't think I was one already. Um, but there's Shelob, right? And she had a lair and it was like very sticky and there was dead things hanging everywhere, right? Tons of webs, dark, scary. She was mean, right? She like was sneaky and manipulative. And then one of my other favorite movies, which is Charlotte's Web. I think I watched that movie a hundred times, the cartoon when I was a kid. Charlotte is this beautiful, benevolent graceful, you know, mm -hmm. she saved Wilbur, right? She saved the pig yeah. and, and then she gave her life for her babies. Like it was such a beautiful story. Right. And, and for her, it was light. Her webs were very light and they were graceful. Right. And she spelled mm -hmm. these beautiful words. And, you know, I really think this is profound. And, and when I pulled out that blog post, I was like, Oh, you know, when you write in flow, it's like, you don't even know what you wrote. And I think yes. there's something really profound about the two different sides, the light and the shadow of the spider, because the spider mm -hmm. represents creation. So are yes. we creating from Shelob's perspective or are we creating from Charlotte's perspective? Are we contributing through what we create and spin from ourselves um, to support life or are we taking life? You know, which one yes are we doing? And I think that's a very interesting way to look at our own ability to create energy. I 
I totally agree. So this is so, so that's really funny that you said that. So some information that I'd gotten from her clan was, so it was like, right. It was exactly what you said. And it was so interesting to hear you basically just say that and just regurgitate it back to me. I was like, I didn't even say that. And here she is already speaking it. I was just like, I, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I worried. I was like, yeah, she's got it. But yeah, it's just so, it's really fascinating. And I was reading a book by Stephanie Meyer called The Host. I don't know if you've ever read it. Mm -hmm. um, and it talks about this alien species who bonds to like the humans and they basically wear them as like suits. And they've done this for all throughout the galaxy on many, many planets. The point is in like, probably the back half of the book, there's like one small section that talks about planets that they're going to send her to. And they talk about this planet full of life-size spiders and how they see things and how they are spinning webs. And it, I just thought it was really interesting when I had finally like realized that galactic spiders were a thing. When I went back and looking at some of the things that I had read or some of the movies that I had seen, there are like small little tidbits of information that are out there but none of them have been put together. None of them have been talked about or anything. And I find that really interesting that there's like nothing. <laughs> there's no information. I'm like, I don't know what that is about. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know but either. It was, it was just really fascinating for me. <laughs> well, and I'm curious, you guys out there in the audience, like, has anybody found any information? I mean, it sounds like I'm getting some messages that there's information, but it just hasn't been a lot. And they're in a lot of sci-fi. Like when you think mm -hmm. of the the giant spiders were a big part of, of all of Tolkien's work. Like they're mm -hmm. in The Hobbit, they're in Lord of the Rings. They were part of this, the that spider yeah. journey was part of it. And so it's that's coming from somewhere in our consciousness. Well, and they're in Harry Potter too. Yeah, you know, they're in the Forbidden Forest right next to the castle, which I thought was really interesting that they were that close to yeah. all the students, which I thought was interesting. It is because they didn't go attack them, right? No, no, they were just living peacefully. All they did was took people who wandered willingly into their nest, which mm -hmm. which was really interesting. And then in the sixth one, when the one died, he came out and like died in the middle of, I think it was the field maybe that Hagrid's hut was in. Um, and I thought that was really interesting too, that he came willingly out of the forest and then died right there instead of dying in with the family. So I thought that was an interesting interpretation as well. Not sure what it means, but I thought it was important. Yeah, I totally agree. And Tracy is saying there was some subtle info in the last Mimsy <clears throat> and Mary <clears throat> said that recently she's been introduced to giant dragonflies and butterflies, which is part of the insectoids. And what's interesting about the insectoids, I have like a whole thing with that with praying mantis and they do, I do see them often in my life. Um, but there's definitely some giant praying mantis in my space too. And I don't know anything about that, but, um, and then we have <laughs> Claire says from my witchy perspective, spiders are often, uh, maligned just like snakes, uh, discrediting the divine feminine. That's an interesting, you have anything you want to say about that? Um, I, from the information that I have, I would say it's not just the divine feminine, but it's the sacred masculine too. So the, at least from Illyria's perspective, it is because she got teaching from both. 
and she got taught how to create and then sing webs into creation and how to create sacred geometry and how that reverberates and reflects frequency into her environment and just like every how it creates ripples right through your whole reality and then also in regards to the kind of hostile part of it how it feels to be like the prey inside the web that they've caught and how that destruction feels from an individual perspective they look at both sides so you know you have the practical which is the sacred masculine and then you have the the womb and the spark right which is the divine feminine so i feel like it's not just one side i feel like it's both mm-hmm. um and that just looking at one side can make it feel very unbalanced or can create a lot of fear, right? Because it, there's no other part. It's like, you have to be only this in order to be a part of it. And that's one of the things that I've really learned from her is that there is no one thing that you have to be in order to tap into this. It's who you are. And it is a part of all of you, even the parts that you might not like your anger, your shame, your judgment. I mean, whatever it is, all of that is fuel for power and all of it you can give, right? So if you want to create space for something new, you have to let something go. And that's something that she's kind of taught as well. And that she's learned from her male elders, which has been really interesting for me to learn. Well, and it's interesting because my spider is a boy spider or male spider. And I shouldn't say boy, (laughs) male male spider. And so there's, for me, artist has like this protection energy like this strength Mm -hmm. within him where he's protecting and supporting me um like one night I went to bed and he was just like holding me in bed like he was just holding my space and my energy field um but I've also fought some galactic spiders I I remember um someplace hearing about galactic spider that there are technology spiders so these would not be natural uh, spiders, galactic spiders, but ones that have been created like AI spiders, mm-hmm. um, by the controllers. And I have seen those on people before and they feed off fear. Um, and I've had to fight some of those like in the dream, lucid dream state and in meditations and things like that, and removed them, um, from people that I care about. And, um, you know, so this concept, it's like taking these things that we're afraid of, right. And using them. So when we go back and that's tying into what Clara was saying and what you're saying, which is it's, it's taking things, these symbols, these, these concepts or ideas that we're afraid of and using them to generate more fear. And so I think, you know, if there's anything um, that I would say artists does is to show that you really don't need to be, it's blasting through the paradigm is what I'm trying to say. You know, it's it's blasting that energy of, even though there is some darkness and some manipulation, there's also this light, you know, and this protection and this, this care. And I think that it's interesting with the masculine because there's this masculine protective spider energy. And then the, Mm -hmm. the the spinning of the webs, the the feminine, right. That feminine, um, you know, energy. And there's also the shadow of the feminine, right. The black widow would be the shadow, right. Yep. And so I think you have these like kind of different, (laughs) What archetypes? Yeah, and it's to like work with each like type and like sink into that energy is so interesting because when you 
when Illyria has like come to me and she's like, we're going to work with this. So like if we work with creation, um, she'll take me into like this, basically like this web room. I'm not even sure how to describe it. It's like this huge tunnel that just goes vertical and it's got all these like webs that are stacked on top of each other. Oh, and um, cool. she'll take me to like the middle and there's no light and we sit there and she's like, this is, and she told me, she's like, this is a male, this is a male practice. This is being anchored and holding space and allow and just trusting and not casting anyone out. And the entities that I felt come and the energies that I felt come in, some of them were way darker and had such a, I'm going to use the word villainous feel to them, like psychological warfare that would come. And then others were like happy little balls of light that as like the entities came in, it's almost like the air around them vibrated with intensity, vibrated with light. And then the other ones kind of vibrated with like this void energy. And it's just really interesting sinking into both. And then now she's kind of taught me her, her side, her, the feminine side and how she creates and how she sings and how she reweaves the strains that are already broken or that people might not know are there that are kind of tangled with things. Um, and it's just, the whole thing is just very fascinating for me. And I, I could talk for hours. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we, we are, which is good. <laughs> I don't think this will be our only Galactic Spiders episode. Please, if you guys have Galactic Spiders you talk to, I hope they reach out to us because we're going to do more of this. But I love what you're sharing too about the web. I think the spider's web is one of the single most important concepts, symbols, unlocks. Yeah. Um, it can be related to our fascia. It can be related to consciousness. Mm -hmm. It can be related to the Mahashunya, to Maya. Um, there's so many myths and stories and traditions around the spider's web. And I, I think that is something like, to sit and look at a spider's web, if you have had the opportunity to meditate on a spider's web, it's like walking a mental labyrinth, really, isn't it? It really is, because you double back on yourself. And like, not even in a bad way, but just like you, because you come at it from like one point, And then as you keep going, right, and you, and all of it is just woven so beautifully. And you can't, help but just like kind of get lost and some of them are circular and some of them are more triangle we had one above one of our ponds in our lake that was like not it wasn't touching anything it was just free floating and it was absolutely gorgeous and you could only see it from like the porch when the light the sun had like come down and you could see the strands because there was just enough dew in the air that it was like touching the spider web oh. and the amount of like just energy and thoughts that came through just by watching this for only like a minute and a half was crazy. And I think it's very, I think it's a very good symbol to use for as many things as we do, because it's just infinite and in its simplicity. And I, I don't have enough words to describe it in the language that is I'm currently speaking. So I just, it's fascinating for me. <laughs> well, it's quantum, right? It's quantum. Like you said, it's yeah. infinite. It, it, it's a, a field of time space kind of suspended in the linear is what I feel. And I remember mm -hmm. when I lived on Maui, I drove the road to Hana one day, <clears throat> my day off work. 
and it's weaving through all these jungles, you know, and yeah. I went around one of the curves. And as I was coming up the hill, the sun was hitting perfectly. And at the top of the hill, there was a gigantic spider's web, just beautiful. And in the center was a cane spider like this. The cane spiders are huge. So it was like this mm -hmm. big and it was absolutely brilliant. I had the photo, but it was on my Facebook, which I deleted. So I don't have it anymore, which is a bummer, but it was just <laughs> beautiful and those are the moments where you know that like you're in a sacred space because you're being yes. allowed to see yes into their world like into their world and into their space you know it's like and, and it's so majestic and mm -hmm. i think it's such a great way or a great lens to use for our own life like yes. to, what are we creating you know what does our web look like you yeah know? Or even when we're like, we feel like we've been beat down. It's like, okay, well, someone came through and just completely wrecked what I created. It's like, what do I need to get rid of? Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe my foundation wasn't stable. Maybe there are some people that clearly don't have my best interest at heart and maybe moved or tried to build something on top of it. Um, so I looking, I mean, there's so much from these, these webs that we can look at and apply to our own life. And honestly. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Well, and of course, there's so much we can get into the spider symbolism. So I think we should. But like, you know, eight legs, infinity, right? Even their body mm -hmm. is an infinity shape, right? If you yeah. look at most of their bodies anyways. Um, and they have that num that powerful number eight. And so between the spiraling of the webs and their bodies and the eight legs and the infinity. I mean, there's so much about them that I just think is not understood, you know, cause the, the little bit I found about the galactic species was basically that they're aggressive and they go and they nest. Right. And it mm -hmm. made me think again, not to go back on the Maui game, but I'm totally, I just was there and I can't stop myself. But when I lived there, the, the, cane spiders are huge. And one of my stores had an infestation of cane spiders. So like you'd open up the door and they just like jump out at you and they jump really far. And they're like this big around and they like oh, jump goodness. around. So if you don't like spiders, you aren't going to live in Paia. <laughs> but it was funny because they do, they infest and like they would live in the vacuums and stuff. And if they moved into your vacuum, you literally had to get rid of it. You couldn't keep it because they would never leave. So I understand how on a macro scale, that would be intense. If they took over a planet, right? right. Or a star system, they're going to infest everything, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. Right. Yes. And so what I have found interesting in my workplace is even, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was like, just walking around my store, I was just putting stuff away. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, there was this spider that was like orange and kind of fuzzy. And I was like, I don't know. I, and I didn't know who it was. And I had met a spider at my work before, but he's more like anchored to the ground and he just kind of works with everyone who comes in. And, um, but this one was like really new and he didn't talk to me. He didn't do anything. He just kind of sat vigil like the whole day and everywhere I went, I could see him. And I was like, this is really interesting. But I, I love the fact that now I get, I get to see different like breeds quote unquote. And like the people who come in, like we have new people who come in and start working the, how, how they kind of manifest. Um, we have like five or six college kids now and that this being just kind of follows around. And it's been really interesting for me to see how they are using and connecting 
with this being without them knowing because I can see I can see this being and and they can't but it's just so fascinating for me to watch how they all co-create together and they just they just don't know and I think that's I think that's happening a lot because I've run into them very frequently <laughs> more yeah. frequently now than I have that I'm conscious that this is a thing so um I I I want more people to step forward so we can have a bigger conversation about this because I can only imagine the amount of teachings and the experiences that we would get from it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'd like to open it up to you guys in the audience because we have such a great group of people today. Um, if you have things you want to share about spiders and about spider symbolism, get them up here and I'll share them up on the screen and we can talk more about them because there's so much out there about them. And for me, it's always been about creation. You know, it's always mm -hmm. been about like our ability to create. And, and I think that that is becoming what, what I'm noticing in the collective is we're collectively creating more. So yes. it's less siloed. Like it's not really about, you know, one person creating. It's more about what are collective communities, the collective as a human race, like what are we creating together um, and, and what reality is in front of us and being able to create these like micro habitats that are like these webs, right? Where we're living yeah. together. Now, spiders are pretty solo though. I wonder if there's any species out there that actually live in community. I guess I could look that up while we're talking. Do you know, Carolyn? I don't. Um, I know, I know that she is close with her family, but I know she has her own space, like her own like nest, so to speak. So I, for her, I don't think they live necessarily like right on top of each other unless they have like a bunch of young that they're teaching. And then in which case they'll go like back and, and nest together. But otherwise, once they hit a certain age, I think it's like humans, they just kind of go out and do their own thing. Um, and, you know, in regards to like, the collective and co-creating, I think it's also a matter of people kind of understanding what they're co-creating now and understanding what the collective is co-creating and the people that they're around, what they are creating and whether or not you still want to be a part of that creation. So I think the awareness is also a really big thing that's happening now too. Yeah. Well, I just looked up. So are we ready? Everybody, we're going to learn some stuff. Um, if it's real, right? Who knows? Because it's on Google. So I have no idea. But it says, um, okay, so I asked about communal spiders. It says, most spiders hunt alone, but there are a few hundred species of social spiders that live in colonies. Wow, a um, few hundred? Yeah, a few hundred. It says, um, A, studiosis, studiosis, yeah, is one of them. Up to 50 individual spiders will gather together to spin large collective webs, which ensnare larger prey than a spider could trap on their own. It said there's also groups, tangle web spiders, orb web spiders, funnel web spiders, and nursery web spiders um, that trap uh, basically bigger spiders. And a lot of them are in Australia. It says they, they capture a lot of snakes and things um, in their webs by being together. Um, which is very interesting. It says there's 45,000 species of spiders in the world and um, at least seven species in that that live together in cooperation. Um, and a spider community is called a clutter or a cluster, um, which is very interesting. So yeah, yeah so there in fact is groups of spiders that live together. 
um, which is really cool. And, um, oh, and then Mary's such, I answered this, but let's see. She said her question is if spider species have taken over planets, wouldn't there be some coordinated effort between the whole? What do you think about that? I mean, I think so, but. I've seen it. So I'm going to go with yes. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things that last year that she, before we started working, she's like, this is, this is who we are. And so she, she threw me in the middle of essentially what was them conquering a planet. I don't know if it was her species or her um, type necessarily, but it was in the middle of basically like a battlefield and it was them in their darkest. And she was like, this is who we are, but this is not all of who we are. And um, it it is a very coordinated effort, but they are also very skilled by themselves. Um, if they wanted to, they could definitely take over a huge chunk individually. But I think in order to truly conquer a planet, then yes, they do work best in a group. Yeah. You know, it's cool. So you know, when you Google search, I love Googling because it <laughs> always gives the universe the opportunity to give you information. And I saw a picture and this spider looks just like Artis and it's called the Huntsman spider. And it says the, the Huntsman spider is native to Australia. And it says it is um, one of the only social spiders. It says highly unusual among spiders. They share prey and are very social with each other. Um, they are highly aggressive and cannibalistic towards other members from other colonies, but within their own colony, they work together to hunt food. They spin webs together and they actually have been showing that they talk to each other. And like the last Mimsy. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it looks like this is what artists really looks like. And so that's pretty cool. And what's also cool is it's native to Australia, which many of you who follow my Shakti Goddess blog know, like I had an Aboriginal lifetime of a real strong connection to Australia, although I don't know if I'll ever go there with what's happening, but um, <laughs> one day maybe. Um, but I have a really strong connection to that. So it's very interesting that that's what artists looks like, which is super cool. So there are social spiders and community spiders, which is really cool. Yeah. And I found it interesting that they said that they're very social within their colony, but very aggressive to anyone else. Which yeah. is, I mean, it goes back to like that protector, that masculine energy, right? which is just what we were talking about. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Totally. Now, Karen shares, I love all these shares. She said, hi, Karen, by the way, I had a reading done when I, where I was given a spider as my spirit animal. When I walked out to my car that morning, there was a tiny spider dangling from a long strand, which was incredible confirmation. That is cool. Nice. I love that. And uh, Tracy says, I love that they are a species that are on, on most every landmass and variant in size, tiny to huge carnivores, herbivores. They span many aspects of physical existence. That is really true. Like they are everywhere. Um, yeah. And Karen said she felt gentle and benevolent. Um, so yeah, that that's cool stuff, you guys. What is the spider totem? Do you know anything about any other things with the spider totem symbol symbolism? Um, I've looked at symbology, but that's not a real word. So <laughs> I've looked at spider symbolism quite a bit um, from what what has really resonated for me has been all about creativity and then asking. Not necessarily asking for help, but knowing that you are the creator of your own life, 
So whatever it is that is causing dissonance, um, you have the capacity to reweave your own web. And it is all about powerful benevolence, but there's also, right, there's that shadow aspect too. In order to have that compassion, that benevolence, you have to have that for yourself. And sometimes that can come across a little bit aggressive um, if there are things in your life that you need to cut out. So it's been quite a balance for me when I've looked at it and I've tapped into the spider energy and the, the totem. Um, some days it's beautiful and it's creative and it's like very kind of light and lovely. And there are other days where it's like, this isn't working. We need more juice. It's like, we're going to, we're going to start being more aggressive and we're going to pout. We're going to pour some power into this. So it, yeah, it's been interesting. I don't know like any of the true symbolism. I know what's really resonated and worked for me, I guess would be the best way to put that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the same for me. It's all about that creation. Now, April's sharing too. Um, she also uh, thinks that spiders lent us their DNA to create us, um, thinking about great grandmother spider woman in Native American myths. So um, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, certain we have some spider DNA inside of us, especially um, the link to the vision because they have, you know, I think they have, how many eyes do they have? I thought it was eight too, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I think they have six. I don't think it's eight. I think it's six. I think they have two on the side, two in the center, and then two on the side again. Let me Google it up. I think. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with you. Don't quote me. I think. Okay. So, oh, it's eight. Okay. Well, oh, hold, on. hold on. It's loading. Um, it says, okay, it varies from two. spider to spider. Um, oh. Most have eight four main ones and four small back ones, but some have four main ones and two back ones. So some have oh. six and some have eight. Um, so yeah, there you go. Now we know. So I'm sure that the vision has a lot to do with that symbology. And it probably depends on how a spider comes to you. You know, if it's true for any animal totem, how they come to you, you know, um, right. you know, sometimes they drop down right in front of me and sometimes they're, you know, just wandering around. I remember having a plant. I got a plant. The plant died. You guys, I'm just not a green thumb. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. And I do think it's linked to self-care. I think that like, if I can take care of a plant, I'm finally taking care of myself. So I know this will get overcome one day, but this particular plant died and I hadn't thrown it out. It was just sitting on the counter. And when I went to take it outside and like throw it out, it was full of baby spiders. Full. <laughs> And I was giggling to myself. This was probably 2012, like during the Mayan calendar year. And um, and I remember giggling because I thought, well, I didn't grow a plant, but I grew a bunch of baby spiders, which is actually way better than the plant itself. So. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, OK. So kind of in the same vein, after we got back from Colorado, we went to see my friend Tammy and her house literally I walked in there and I thought they were going to crawl from underneath the floorboards. The spider energy was so intense. And I was like, I was so uncomfortable because it was just like all up in my space. And when we went to bed that like, you know, I went to bed kind of like tense and a little on edge, but they just came to me in my sleep and they just wrapped me in like this beautiful cocoon. And it, instead of being like fearing, like they were going to like suck the life force from me, it was very restorative. Um, and it was very refreshing. So yeah, I think it's totally about the perspective and kind of what you sense and what feels for you. Because for some people that would be super, super scary. And for me, it was amazing and just so refreshing and just 
amazing. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So Claire says symbols, integration of your shadow, wholeness, creation, infinity, weaving reality, feminine energy, and interconnectedness. I love all of that. So thank you for sharing that so much. And, um, you know, it makes me think, so those of you guys that are members of my channel, uh, the, the membership, you get these emojis that are only mine. I designed them myself. And one of the emojis is spinning because sometimes we're spinning in our shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it's a tornado. So I'm totally going to change that, you guys, today to spinning like a web spinning. I think I'm going to change that today because I think that in honor of the galactic spiders, we need a spider emoji. So I'm going to change yes. that. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. So we were hoping to get Andrew Bartz's on and he's actually recovering. He had to have, I think he had emergency surgery. So that's a bummer, but I know we're going to talk about spiders more. Yeah. Yes. We're going to talk about spiders more. So um, hopefully we'll get him back on with us, but I just want to open it up to you guys too. Again, if you have connections with the spider, um, I would love to talk with you and all of our information. You can email um, us or find us on the websites and all the things that are going across the screen right now. And I'd love to hear your spider stories, your experiences with spiders, put them in the comments. So Carolyn and I can read them and respond and share here on YouTube on this video and, and the ones we do in the future. Heidi is sharing. Hi, Heidi. Welcome. She says every house I've ever lived in has had uh, spiders actively living in it. I always let them stay shared space inside and outside in my gardens. Yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. They were my first roommates. So I totally get it. <laughs> and you know, they are actually what taught me how to anchor and taught me how to ground and then also taught me about boundaries. So I, I love them. I now have little hanging lights in my room that they can dangle from and co-create webs. And I'm like, this is your space. I said, just don't allow me my bed. And I said, and everything else you can like weave and do whatever you like. Um, so that's been really fun for me. I walked around, I think it was yesterday and I noticed I had three. <laughs> and oh my God. I love it. Around. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Well, my kids are super scared of spiders and we have a lot of spiders in our basement and it stresses them out because their rooms are in their basement. And I feel bad because it stresses them out. And I also feel like, oh, I probably am calling these spiders in and I can't help it. Um, and Tracy says, we never kill spiders. They get moved out. Same here. I think there's always at least once a week with the kids, Scott's got a cup of spiders going outside at least <laughs> once um, to protect them. And, um, you know, I want to touch on before we run out of time is the telepathic ability of the spider because I personally think they're very easy to talk to. They're highly yes. telepathic. I don't know if there's any um, like research that's been done on that, but I know that's how I feel. How do you feel, Carolyn? Um, it's, I feel like it's super easy to connect and talk with Illyria. Like, I mean, I could call her probably right now and get an answer within like five seconds or so. I mean, she's just like so telepathic and so tuned in. She can just hear me which has been amazing for me. Um, and I also know, like in, we watched The Last Mimsy the other day and it shows them being telepathic in that movie as well. So I don't know if that's a piece of information that they just kind of snuck in or if there's been some research that's kind of happened. Um, but that's been really interesting too, to kind of see it play out in that way. So I don't know, maybe it's like a subtle skill that people have are just unconsciously knowing and are just kind of putting out there um or if it's something that's had research done i really don't know 
Well, you and Tracy seem to be my movie guides because I watched <laughs> Arrival and now I'm going to have to watch The Last Mimsy because I haven't ever heard of it or seen it or anything. It sounds like I need to go watch it. It's um, yes, amazing. So worth it. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I again, I love Lord of the Rings, but The Hobbit, the, the movie The Hobbit, the first mm -hmm. one goes really into the arachnids and, and them growing as the shadow was growing and what they were connected to. And I, it's like, Oh, I wish I could just sit with Tolkien and be like, what the heck were you channeling there, buddy? Because <laughs> absolutely pulling in a Middle Earth that I feel really does exist in, in some kind of paradigm. Yes. Um, Mary's sharing, I'm personally analyzing how intriguing it is that each of my daughters have polar opposite experiences, one loving them and the other completely frozen by them. That is interesting. And I also, it makes me wonder what their galactic experiences have been in other systems because obviously one might have been very connected and or one of them and the other yeah. one might have had a traumatic experience from them you know it's amazing like what were our galactic experiences that caused that polarity um and mary's also saying i love this info about telepathy i've noticed i see spiders frequently when i'm creating music which you had brought up her you know your spider singing her webs so that is very interesting yeah. Yeah, she, it's recent. <laughs> I didn't know that she did that. And we were doing a healing, I think. Um, one of our friends ended up in the hospital or something. And I sat in my room and I was sitting down. I was going to send some energy. And Illyria had like, boop, she had popped. I mean, all I was doing was just sitting down and thinking about what I was going to send. And she's like, I'm here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we sat down and I tapped in with her and all of a sudden it was like I could hear these tones and I could see this like sacred sacred geometry and I could like feel the energy moving and creating and like weaving and it was a very new experience for me but it was all from sound I mean she didn't move the only and it's not like she had like a mouth or anything that was like moving to form sounds it's like it was coming from here but it sounded like she was singing from right here. And I've noticed Tracy has told me that now when I go to get centered and when I go to like start doing that and when I move energy like that, I start to sing in the same way, which I find very interesting. And it's just happened within like the last three or four weeks. So that's been really new for me. And I'm so excited to be able to explore more about that. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. I, I think that's very interesting. And uh, Claire is saying, I think we need to have a last Mimsy watch party. We totally should, for <laughs> sure. And Mary says, I love hearing this. Thank you for sharing. Tracy has a great idea for Mary, which is maybe the, the daughter who has a great connection could assist the one who's not so great. So that is really true, too. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Time flies in here, doesn't it, Carolyn? Yes, it does. Like an hour is like... I know. I'm just like, I could talk forever. <laughs> I know. I love it. But yeah, it looks like we're going to have an Ajatakasa watch party, it sounds like to me. So um, yes. so yeah, so a few things. So first off, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this with me because it's like just the beginning. We're going to have like some spider energy unfold big time, I think, especially with this quantum femininity. It isn't the spider a great symbol for that. I know. I'm so excited. I love being here and being able to talk about her. I'm so excited. 
Oh gosh. Well, I love you and I'm glad you're here to talk about it. So thank you for doing that today. And um, I do think everybody, we're going to do some more shows about spiders. So stay tuned to the schedule for that. And Carolyn, you and I could talk about that offline, but we'll figure it out. And we're going to try to get Andrew on with us because he is absolutely the expert in the galactic yes. history. So I think he'd have a lot to bring to the table. Um, and let's keep sharing about our spiders, you guys. I love it. And just a few reminders. So tomorrow, the Quantum Feminine Conference starts. Um, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So do not miss that. If you haven't registered, it is totally free and it's going to be really, really incredible. I know I have missed the OHO vibe, like the frequency yes. ride, and I'm ready for it this weekend. So join us for that. Um, and also we still have openings for the Light Warrior program. Thank you to everybody who is registering for Light Warrior. And if you're interested in that, you can find all of that information at ajatacasa.com. You can also hear on Buddhist Biohacker, go to recent videos and you'll see um, recent videos about the Light Warrior program on there as well. But that talk about spider energy, that's going to be an incredible, incredible program for 2022. And, um, and then I'll be back next week. We're going to be back with Maddie from Truth Matters Podcast. She's been doing great interviews. We're going to talk with her about her music and her compositions as a musician. And I'm also going to be back to take you guys through your dosha. If you're interested in Ayurveda and you want to know your dosha, we're actually going to do a live quiz together um, to talk about that. So that's a lot of stuff. But Thank you again, Carolyn. Carolyn's email is going across the screen if you want to write her, if you feel connected. Um, and you can always find me at lisamguntour.com. For those of you who are members of my YouTube channel, I am revamping that membership. We're going to be doing some exclusive space circles right here on YouTube. That'll be starting at the beginning of the year. All right. I love you guys. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, everyone. Bye.